The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Hey guys, your favourite podcast is just seconds away, but what if you could listen to it without worrying about using data? Got an offer for you right now. Uh, if you go to ilovedata.com.au, you're going to get 50 gigs of data for only $59.95 a month. There's no contracts. There's no catches. It's ilovedata.com.au. Open that up on your browser now, and let's get into the podcast. Tonight, Peter Sterling is in. Todd Woodbridge will join us as Nick Kyrgios cops his band. Good news for Winks at the Cox Plate Barrier Draw. The All Blacks aiming for history, and a big name gets one last shot at NRL glory. Welcome to the Rush Hello, Hour. Hello, Peter Sterling. Hello, mate. I thought you were going to keep that um, secret, that the fact that I was coming back to the NRL <laughs> That's right. or possibly a chance of doing so. Uh, right, that was between you and me. So you're going to be like a Cliff Lyons type, just a bit of a distributor? I think you just keep passing the ball to the next person. Um, <laughs> someone's going to get hit, it may as well be then. I've no idea who you're talking about. Oh, Okay. So I look forward to, to, yeah, we'll to that, that revelation. By the way, we better put something to bed. Uh, our friends at Sportsbet, who are sponsoring the show uh, with their racing form, they have a, a Twitter email, a Twitter email, a Twitter uh, handle, and they put out funny stuff, right? And they've put a page of Michael Clark's autobiography that people are taking seriously. This is if you, it's been retweeted. People are going, "Oh, I can't believe what a tosser!" This is what the page says, but it's bullshit. It's it's they're taking the P1SS. I remember once, after a particularly rousing Ashes victory at Headingley, the boys were in high spirits in the change room. It was, I wasn't in the party spirit, though, because I'd sent Lara a photo of a kitten in a teacup at lunch, and she hadn't texted me back. <laughs> and on top of that, airport security had confiscated my hair highlighting kit. Watto came over with a beer and tried to lighten my mood, but the smell of brute was so overwhelming I almost gagged. Then Ricky Ponning shouted over, uh, he said I should come over because they'd got me a crisp Sav Blanc. The lads knew I wasn't keen on beer. But when I reached him, it turned out they didn't have any Sav Blanc at all. Stop. And it just made it up to hurt my feelings. It worked. That's not, that is not in the book. No, no. <laughs> because the one falsehood in that was the Rousing Ashes victory. The rest of it, the rest of it's good. No, that was a good no, time. come on. We like Michael Clark. We I'm do, actually going to, I'm actually looking forward to reading that book. But people, if you see it, it's not a real page. A kitten in the teacup. <laughs> Beautiful. Come on. We've all had that feeling when we've texted a lady and they haven't texted back. It's not nice. Rush Hour, Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour and some of you might have caught the news uh, at the end of our show yesterday, uh, particularly in Brisbane, but it, it, it came and it was a bit of a shock, Peter Sterling, because we thought the Nick Curios matter had been dealt with, that he'd been given his fine, which everyone sort of agreed was a bit light, but... On second opinion, on second thought, he's copped an eight-week whack, possibly down to three weeks if he sees a sports psychiatrist or psychologist. Uh, what is your take on, on... Before we get our special guest on, what is your take? I was happy to see the extended penalty. I, I think we all wanted that, and I think it was good for the sport that um, they showed a, a little bit more, um, I suppose, backbone to, to make it a... A statement about that. It was terrible. Uh, we all sat back and, and, and watched, you know, non-competing from Nick Kyrgios, and that's the worst thing in the world we want to see from a sportsman, and certainly an Australian sportsman, because we pride ourselves on fighting. Leighton Hewitt, 
you know, made his name to number one by fighting for every point, no matter what the scoreboard said. So I think we were all, you know, unbelievably disappointed. So, I, but now to possibly come at, have it come from eight back to three, I'm, I'm keen to find out what our next guest is, can tell us yeah. about that and what it really means. Well, man, we're familiar. We don't even need to give him an introduction, but we will. He's part of Channel 7's tennis and part of Tennis Australia as well. Todd Woodbridge, hello to you. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. It's been an interesting uh, week for, for young Nick, hasn't it? And, and two weeks, if you look at it, he comes off winning Tokyo. And I myself was talking him up, looking like he'd made big changes in the way he was reacting to certain things. And then um, I think he, he got pretty tired after dealing with all of the good stuff. But I'm, then it fell apart a bit on him. I must say, I'm pretty happy that the tour um, has come out and given him the ban. I think it was the right thing to do. I think it was the right thing for all the other players on the tour. But I do like the way that they've given him the option of going to seek the help to reduce it. I think that was a smart move also. What kind of help will that be, Todd? Tell us what that actually means going to a, I'm assuming, a sports psychologist to, to, to get his head right. What does, it, what does it mean? Well, there's two parts to it, isn't there? Because three weeks isn't enough to fix all of the issues. Um, it's an ongoing course that's going to be required. But... The, the tour has set three weeks as, as a minimum to get him started. But they've, they've set a sports site. I think it's going to be somebody who has the ability to work with Nick to put him in a place that he's comfortable both on the court and off the court. And I think probably off the court is really important um, at this particular stage. And that's why I think it's important for everybody to give him a bit of space to find ways to learn how to deal with the way he handles the stresses and the expectations that are on him, both as a professional athlete um, on the court, but also what's expected of him in his own behaviours and his own personal expectations as a tennis player. I know as a young kid when I was coming up, you know, a loss, you know, it was the end of the world for me when I lost. I couldn't believe it, couldn't cope with it and had to find ways to get out of it. I watch him at times on court and I see somebody that is struggling with those emotions as well. How would the nego- reading the details? There was apparently a negotiation. The ATP originally wanted twelve weeks, and then it got negotiated down to eight with this caveat with the psychologist. How do those negotiations work, Todd? And what I mean by that is, who's involved in that process? Well, good question. I, I don't. I haven't heard about negotiations as such. What what there is is there a strict rule book in the ATP that states, you know, what will be done if certain things happen on tour. They had made an amendment to the um, rule about suspensions, but they actually implemented what was originally in place this particular time. I guess what they would have done was bring Nick into the equation and his management and say, this is what we're looking at doing. Um, But I think the tour's done what is right, and they're looking after his well-being also and that's really important you know he's he's a key factor to the tennis world not just domestically for us in australia but internationally he's a huge star and the tour needs to be seen and actually needs to take care of its athletes as best it can and that's what they've they've tried to implement here and that's what they would have discussed um in in the final discussions about making you know whether it be eight twelve and or three um so it, it would have come down to to the leading guys at the tour to finalize that decision though Todd Woodbridge is obviously who we're speaking to here. You've applauded the ban, said it needed to happen. Would it have been more beneficial if it went another couple of weeks and wiped him out of the Australian Open? Um, well, we won't know. I don't think, you know, banning him for, you know, longer or six months or a year, I don't think that's going to help him. I think, 
I don't know that he expected to get this this particular time around. I think, like you mentioned in the opener there, I think he thought it was done, taken care of. He's now got a lot more to deal with than he than he thought. And if it were to happen again, it gets really serious, doesn't it? That, that, then then we are in dire straits with him, and we don't know what to do. So I think it's actually okay. If that three-week ban, he would potentially still be able to come back and play the last couple of events mm. on the circuit. He's not going to do that. He is taking the rest of the year off. I think that forced the hand there. So he's got two and a half months now to get himself in order, prepare, and have a good 2017. But bear in mind, this was a much improved year for, for him than the right. previous year. So, you know, everything is actually on the rise. It was just a, you know, a disappointing way for everybody, the way that it ended last week. Well, let's hope as, um, you know, one of our best players to come through in a long time that this does sort things out. I think part of the punishment, they should just put him in a ring with John McEnroe for a couple of rounds and just see, <laughs> and that, that'd do, that'd round things out nicely. Who'd you back? It'd be, it'd be interesting, you know, wouldn't it? Um, I mean, John, John's been fairly vocal at US Open about all of this as well, which I actually don't know necessarily helped Nick. I think a discussion in the locker room with John one-on-one may have been something that would have helped more than him coming out and verbally having a go at him. All right, well, we we thank you, and and hopefully we're not talking about this subject for too much longer. Good on you, Todd. Pleasure, guys. Todd Woodbridge joining us on the Rush Hour. More after this. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We did mention at the start of the show that we've been handed an incredible deal from Ovo Mobile. So if you switch to Ovo Data Sim... You're going to get 50 gig for 59.95 on 4G, and this is going to change how you enjoy listening to music, video, sport, all the stuff you do on your mobile device with nothing more than a new SIM. And get this, just for you for listening right now, Ovo will give you the first month at half price. Let's do some math. Let's work that out. A whole month to enjoy 50 gig on 4G for just 29.95, then 59.95 after that. So there's no contract and Ovo will instantly upgrade your plan to any better offers they release as part of their More for Fans promise. And with 50 gig, you can afford to catch up with us more often. Open your browser now and get on at ilovedata.com.au. 50 gig for 59.95 on 4G and then half price for the first month. ilovedata.com.au. Now let's get back to the show. We're going to do Ask Sturlo in about 20 minutes. So if you've got a question for Sturlo, one triple three five three, uh, we'll do that after the news update. But uh, Seven News has just reported that Wayne Bennett is in talks with Benji Marshall for a possible 2017 swan song at the Broncos. Uh, the report went on to say that Marshall has been talking to Bennett directly. So not talking to the club per se, but talking to Bennett. And, and you know, when Wayne Bennett wants someone... He doesn't need the club's permission. So what would you think of that marriage? I'd be very surprised because I don't know where you'd play him, Dan. Like, I would have thought that Ben Hunt and Anthony Milford would be well established. I know there's been a little bit of conjecture about Ben Hunt's future there. Uh, I still I think he's a wonderful player. You know, if he was on the market, I'd be I'd be very keen to get Ben Hunt. But, uh, you know, obviously with Benji, you, you buy experience, uh, you buy some charisma, you buy some commercial opportunities, I, I would imagine. But where you actually play him is your concern. We, we, we all feel as though you'd get him cheap. Hooker? I mean, he doesn't. He's not the prototypical half that can go into a hooker. Yeah. I, look, I'm not quite sure if he's actually the, a kind of a Brisbane Broncos style of player, if you get what I mean. You know, he's. It's. It'd be difficult to change Benji's game from what we've seen. 
Um, I'm I'm, I'm surprised, but obviously Wayne Bennett, who I think would have had a little bit of involvement with him possibly through the All-Stars and maybe New Zealand as well. So I think think they've had some success under Wayne with Benji there. So uh, time will tell. What's this space? And because Bennett's coaching England at the moment, I'm sure he'll be doing a press conference in the next couple of days, so I'm sure someone will put that to him. Uh, Is that the player we were talking about? No, that is not the player. This one's come out of the blue. Okay. Now, the other one's been well reported today. We'll get to that shortly. It's the Rush Hour on Triple M time for this. Now on the Triple M Rush Hour, another great... You cannot be serious! Censored moment in sport. So Leo Barry in the back pocket. Heads along the boundary line. Oh, good mark by Cox. Cox throws it onto the left. One last roll of the dice for the The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour and we do it this week for Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps and expert tips from Best Bets. But please, gamble responsibly. Tires and more. Buy three tires, get one free. Right now. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Sports update. We should put it to Sportsbet that we should do a racing podcast. Just to get us, or an NFL podcast. Come on, let's do NFL. Hey, I'm with you. <laughs> whatever We've just got to dribble for takes. 20 minutes. Uh, the Canberra Raiders have confirmed they are giving Dave Taylor a shot. Whoa. Uh, specifically, a train and trial opportunity. Now, Catalan's recently let him go, uh, and he's due to be sentenced soon for cocaine position on the Gold Coast. So whether he'd be even allowed to play is debatable. That, that's an integrity unit situation. But Taylor... Um, I think he, there was a couple of viral videos at Catalans where he had some awful moments. So I don't think, don't think he had a great time in the Super League. And um, well, I mean, they're not really committing Canberra. They're just giving him an opportunity. So nothing gained, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Well, we know he can play. We know that when he's at his best, he is absolutely destructive. And Canberra do have a, a little like bit size. of a track record now, don't they, of sort of reforming some yeah. of, uh, like a couple of characters. But Dave... Dave seems fairly entrenched in his ways. Uh, Ricky seems to have... He's more temperate than ever. But Dave Taylor seems like the type of bloke that would frustrate him. Ricky Stewart might be the kind of... The best thing that happened Dave Taylor is exactly nice. Yeah. So, well, that's... If you can get him going, he's not going to cost you much. And what about the size of their forward back then? Well, apparently they're going to lose Vaughan to the Dragons. So this is the potential replacement. Well, yeah, I'm, so Shannon Boyd, who looked great in the Test match, yeah. Junior Paulo. Oh, and, but, mate, you can get you more. Even uh, you know, the young Tarpany, who we talk about. He is. You, yeah, you don't realise how big he is until you're, you're standing alongside him. Papali. <sighs> all of them. All of them, Dan. Are they in the best four teams for next year? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that they'll, be, they'll be on the verge of top four once again. Winks has drawn barrier three for Saturday's Cox Plate. And that has only tightened her odds. She's now $1.90 with sports bet as she aims for a 13th straight victory and second straight Cox Plate. Hartnell drew barrier seven. Okay, well, a good draw for both of them. Mm. Uh, Vatamos is the, the, the name that keeps getting mentioned now. I see it in the, the press and the paper, the, the, the French horse that um, will probably lead them up. Uh, yes, there was a very f- quirky tweet, I think from Nine News or somewhere. It doesn't matter where it came from. 
Damien Oliver backs Vardam. What's it called? Vadimos. Yeah. Vadimos to win Cox Plate. And someone, I think Ron Duffersy noted, oh, so Damien's betting again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it might have just been... Uh, yeah, he, I, I could have written it. Not Yeah. And I think it'll do well. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's a, yeah. yeah, thinks it'll do well. And this happened yesterday, but it is worth mentioning. All Black scrum half Aaron Smith, he of the, those airport antics, will not play in Saturday's Bledisloe match in Auckland. Smith voluntarily stood himself down. Now, the All Blacks are going for... You know, these stats are unbelievable. We just take for granted their greatness. A world record 18th consecutive test win. But here's something scary. This is not out of the ordinary. They won 17 straight just a couple of years ago. 16 straight in 2011 to 2012, and 15 straight between 2009-2010. They have lost three of their last 70 test matches. That's remarkable, isn't it? And we take it for granted. And we all were almost, oh, well, geez, well, what's wrong with the Wallabies? They can't match them. Well, maybe because they're the greatest team in the history of the game. Yep. Uh, that is a sports update for... Tires and more. This is the Rush Hour Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments, and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M. The Rush Hour getting you home on a Tuesday night when we do sports update. Geez, that song finished abruptly, didn't it? I don't think it is meant to. That must be us. Uh, when we do sports update, thanks to Tires and more. <laughs> Sorry, are we on air, Sterlo? The panelling is going beautifully. No, no, and, it's not locked. I think it's... Dynamite, they just, that's how they no, finish. No, that's the way the, the song has been carted, no. to use some radio speak. We heard a promo a little bit earlier where it said that um, we're talking about um, co-hosts with Dan Ganane. Mm. And I like that one better than the, the Batcave one, which I could never quite get. But the, the, the most recent one <laughs> where you can't get somebody to work with you every day of the week, I would, Dan. I would. At least on Monday you know we are on air. and Tuesday. This is waffle. So, we knew we came in today sorry. thinking, oh, God. I'm on holidays. I, I know. You, you're very relaxed. Let's sorry. go to... <laughs> we had a caller we're about to take and he hung up. He was that bored. Let's go to Lachlan. Uh, oh, there. This is an excellent question. Hey, what, is this... Is this, this uh, is Ask uh, Sterling. Okay. But we haven't got... We can't find the theme. No, that'd be right. So uh, here we go. Lachlan. Hello, Lachlan. Ask your question. Hello. How you going, buddy? Uh, Sterling, mate. Yeah. Um, how much sunscreen do you put on your head every morning? <laughs> Um, not a great deal. I wear a lot of hats, Lachlan. It's this. It's a very strange question, I suppose. But I don't have a lot of protection up there. But I'm very conscious of not getting too burnt up on top. Um, How many times a week do you shave my the head. noggin? Uh, you got you got to actually shave it fairly regularly. Mm. Of course, if you get a bit of, of sort of bristle up there, it actually looks a little bit, bit unruly at times. I know that sounds strange. <laughs> <laughs> it's look. It's a strange subject. I don't know how yeah. I end up getting talking about hair so okay. often more, when I don't have any. More serious. I well, use sunscreen. Are with that, they aren't are, they? Aren't they? There are so many other people who, who try to look like me as well. They don't get asked about it. <laughs> Let's go to Greg. I think he might have a more serious question. Hello, Greg. Good day, Peter, and good day, Dan. Hello, mate. Peter, uh, are you happy with the tough stance taken by the IRL and uh, Mal Meninga? For pre, pre pre selection for the uh, test jumper, it's a, it's a good question, yeah. And obviously, um, I suppose the Andrew Fafita situation has made it very much a talking point. I am. I I, I think that Mal Meninga has come in and and done as what needed needed to be done to to put that um, that pride into the jersey, but more so the responsibility of what it takes to to earn that jersey and to keep it. 
So I, th- I think that Mel's come in and, and made a really good stand where we probably let things get a little a bit away from us there when it came to national representation. So in answer to your question, uh, yeah, I'm behind him. Brent Reid's got some information. We're going to get him on the phone uh, about the Benji Marshall deal. I think it might be closer to the finish line than we thought. Uh, Channel 7 broke the story about half an hour ago that Benji possibly is talking to Wayne Bennett. We'll get Brent Reid on the phone. We'll do it after the break, uh, Tommy. We'll do it after the so break. Wayne but... wouldn't be in the country now, I'm assuming. No, he's no, in England. He... Yeah. Uh, which one do we go with here? Andrew from Bateau Bay. Fire hey, Andrew, away, Andrew. Yeah, up on the Central Coast. My, my part of the world up there. How are you, buddy? Hey, boys. How are you going? All good. Hello. Um, back in the day, mate, uh, my, my wife, used to go to barbecues down at Rodomere there next to Joey Joe's. And she used to remember you going in in an RX-7, a uh, yellow one. I did. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. Well, I'll tell you about the, the, the yellow RX-7, which is actually an award. The thieves had it more than I did. <laughs> no, look, it's funny now. I can actually hotwire a car through getting phone calls that your yellow RX-7 is in the car park or yellow. some hospital out at Blacktown there to go out and put the screwdriver in and jimmy it to, to get it home. I was at the police station to report it missing one, one night and whilst I'm there, the call came over on their radio that it had been involved in a no pay at a petrol station. Um, it was the bane of my life for a long part. Mate, I actually I yellow. Look, I'm looking at it here. That is, look at me. I looked out of my window. I lived in a townhouse in Borkham Hills. I looked out of my, my window at 3 a.m. because there was some noise I saw the yellow RX-7 being pushed out of my garage by two young people. When I turned the light on, looked up and waved as though everything's okay. Then they took off. I put it back in. Two and a half hours later, the same noise. They were back. I never had it. I I had it on occasions and and those times where you talk about Joe Joseph's living there uh, and we did go around there a fair bit. um, But, uh, yeah, I didn't see too much of it. Because I don't think Andrew had a question to be honest, but I'm glad you brought it up because we've got a story out of it. Sterlo owned a yellow RX-7. It was an award, Dan. I didn't have a choice in oh, the colour. It was, it was on the Rex Mossop uh, Channel 7 show. Hey, are you supposed to sell those and then the, put the money into the club kitty? <laughs> I can't believe you put me on the spot like that. Oh, I thought that. No, that's a cricket thing. Sorry, no, that, that is a that, cricket thing. That's a cricket thing, Dan. Yeah, that's oh, a, you that's, a cri- that's a cricket thing. We'll get details on Benji Marshall to the Broncos. Apparently, it's happening. More after this. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments, and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Sports update. Hawthorne has officially offloaded Jordan Lewis to the Melbourne Demons. That deal has been was rubber stamped today in the works for a couple of days. Liverpool and Man U have played out a dull nil-nil this morning at Anfield. Uh, and Simon Mannering is out of the Four Nations. Replacing him is Penrith's James Fisher-Harris. So there we go. That is a sports update for tyres and more. We'll knock this song over and then we'll get Brent Root on the phone to tell us what's going on. Benji Marshall apparently off to the Broncos. Rush Hour Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Rush Hour. Bit of breaking news tonight. Peter Sterling here with Dan Ganane. This was broken by Channel 7. Let's give them their due credit. But Brent Root, I believe, has got more details from The Australian. Hello, Reedy. Hello, boys. Now, what's doing? Benji Marshall and the Broncos, where are we at? Well, my understanding is, Dan, he'll be there next year. That that bit of it's been agreed. I think they've noted out the final details about how he'll get paid and how much he'll get paid. But he, as he, as far as Benji's concerned, by the sounds of it, he will be at the Broncos next year. He's done this deal himself. 
I think it's pretty common knowledge that Benji's rung assorted coaches, Craig mm. Bellamy, Brad Harper, trying to find a gig, and he's obviously been in touch with Wayne Bennett as well, and they've reached an agreement, and Benji will, will play at the Broncos next year. It's an interesting one, isn't it, Reedy? Because uh, mm. there probably weren't too many options for Benji. Um, but when you look at his style of play and you think of the Brisbane Broncos, it, it's not one that you normally marry together. But he's obviously had a relationship with Wayne Bennett in the past in a couple of different situations, which would have helped. Yeah, it's my understanding that he's always wanted to be coached by Wayne uh, in club football. And, and, you know, obviously they've got Milford and Hunt there and those two blokes, they're going to be their starting half next year. We, we know that. But at some point, they're probably likely to lose at least one of them I would think Milford maybe when Origins come ar- comes around. Mm. You've obviously got Benji in the wings. That's pretty good depth. And I think Benji believes that Wayne's one of the coaches who would have got the best out of him. The same, the, obviously, the same that he thought about Craig Bellamy, and that's why he rang Craig Bellamy. He wants to be coached by someone who can get the best out of him at this point in his career. Now, this doesn't point to anything when it comes to Ben Hunt, whose name has been mentioned um, in the past as maybe not being mm. a long-term uh, prospect for Brisbane. Well, I've got to say still... Because neither's Benji Marshall. Yeah, I sniffed around that the Ben Hunt aspect this week. And my understanding is Ben Hunt's just had a baby. He doesn't want to leave Brisbane. And the Broncos have got money set aside for Ben Hunt. Those talks are about to kick off the next couple of weeks. They'll firm that up. And I'd be surprised if Ben Hunt left because the Broncos want him to stay and Ben Hunt doesn't want to go. So when those two things are married together, you would think the bloke, unless the money's way below what he can get in the open market, look, there's no doubt there'll be clubs interested in Ben Hunt. Uh, I'd be surprised if Ben Hunt left that club. So you are very confident in the 30 seconds we've got left that Benji and Brisbane will happen? Well, unless something dramatic happens in the next couple of days, Dan, it, it will, you know, it, it won't fall apart as far as I, oh. what I understand. It'll happen next year. Benji is resigned, or, or not resigned, it's probably not the right, right word, but Benji's looking forward to going to Brisbane and and uh, maybe kick-starting his career again. All right, well done. Thank you, Reedy. Thanks, mate. Cheers, boys. we got to go, Sir Lowe, but there we go. That's good news. I'm glad that he's still in the NRL. This has been the Rush Hour Ugly Feel Next. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly.